Welcome to the Pearls of Wisdom podcast, where we mix business, law of attraction, spirituality, and well-being with great guests and phenomenal stories. You'll hear hints, tips, and up-to-the-minute information on digital communication from an expert in her field. Pearl has some wonderful individuals in her networks, and she will be interviewing them all at some point in the future. Enjoy your listening. Hello and welcome to the Pearls of Wisdom podcast. And once again, I've got a very, very special guest that's agreed to come onto the podcast today. We've been chatting for a while. We connected on Facebook, had loads of synchronicities. And anyone that knows me knows that I use the S word a lot. So what I'm going to do, without further ado, I am going to introduce you to my wonderful, wonderful guest for today. And that is Rashmi Patel. She's originally from India and she's a speaker and a public speaking coach. Now, I've already learned an awful, awful lot from her. Welcome, Rashmi. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Um, uh, My surname is Vatal, (laughs) Rashmi Vatal. Sorry, sorry, I do apologize. <laughs> no, that's okay. A lot of people do it. Patel is a very common uh, surname. So, yeah, that's okay. all right. Okay, thank you. So, uh, I will I will apologize for that to all the audience, but we will see. So, shall we jump straight in with the Absolutely. first with the first question? Rashmi, can you describe your career path to date, please? Yep. So, I come, um, I originally am from India and I have an engineering and a project management background. I have been working um, in the technical field for almost close to two decades, uh, 18 years to be precise. And um, the current uh, business that I run, I'm a public speaker and a public speaking coach. Uh, That is totally by circumstances. And from an education perspective, I've uh, completed my master's in business, MBA from the Curtin uh, Graduate School of Business here in uh, Perth, Western Australia. So, yeah, and I intend to uh, do a PhD in the communications field because I feel that, you know, uh, when you educate yourself, you open paths to learning and spreading that knowledge for others so engineering project management mba working in the corporate sector not for profit sector with the electricity company it companies in different uh, projects but the business uh, that i do is is basically my passion uh, for speaking and not just speaking but the the ability to see that transformation in others uh, when they can speak with confidence and they can share their story. Yeah, that is absolutely brilliant. And that's the synchronicities when we first connected and we had that chat over Messenger. We had so many yes. work together and it's just, it's just lovely to hear that. Now, could you name three things that made you choose your current career and why? You might have touched on it slightly on the introduction. Yeah. Yeah, so my current career... Um, as you know, Pearl, you have mentioned that I'm a public speaker and a public speaking coach. What made me choose? So number one was that I have a natural flair of speaking. Like 
I get a kick when I'm in front of the room. Uh, the second reason I chose uh, my coaching uh, career is is totally circumstantial. So uh, two years ago, I caught myself in a situation where my younger daughter had some health issues, and I could not send her to a daycare center just like I sent my uh, elder daughter. And I was like, you know, I I need to do something. I can't be like you know just uh, taking care of the kids in the house. Uh, and when I digged in deeper, I realized that I have this. a gift that i can teach others how to calm their nerves and speak with confidence so circumstances is the second reason why i currently why i chose my current uh, career and uh, third is um, this is my way of giving back to the society to the world because whatever i teach to my clients is based on my lived experience in australia so that's that there are the three reasons so first reason is of course my passion for public speaking second is circumstances and third is the fact that this is how i believe that i can give back to the society oh this is wonderful already the energy on this interview is just brilliant it really is and just i'm going to deviate slightly because um on facebook i actually saw recently that you turned up as a guest and you were asked to speak now as a public speaker you have to be top notch to do that because a lot of people would back away and be quite scared oh thank you thank you for that well uh, so what happened was uh, that um, i've been with toastmasters in the past but as i was finishing my mba i was working full time and uh, i had my daughter my second daughter as well so it was getting a bit too much so i took a break uh, from them but now the kids are a bit older and i work on my business full time so i thought to myself that okay let me visit a few um, toastmaster clubs which are nearer to me because i no longer work in the city so i was like you know there's no point joining a club in the city the one that i had earlier been part of so i went there and uh, there is this uh, thing people who are with toastmaster would be familiar uh, with they call it the table topics so it's it's basically to encourage impromptu speaking so they give you a topic uh, the host will give a topic and then they'll uh, randomly pick a person and then they said that you know would you like to speak i was like okay and the time that you get to think is the moment you listen and from there to the time you walk up to the front of the room but then it's not a long speech it's it's 1 minute 30 seconds but i believe that you know that gives me that high that i was talking about yeah. uh, thinking on my feet and uh, just sharing and connecting with the audience because you know no one expects you to be perfect it's your own judgments that force you to think that oh my god i'm not prepared but if you tell the other way the other way around uh, that Yes, I am prepared. It's okay. No one is expecting me to be perfect. We are all humans, so you deliver your best. Oh, this is wonderful! And actually, it's so such great advice for anyone looking to get into this sphere. Now, I know these are going to be strong with you with this next question. What key values does your business offer you? In terms of values, um, the biggest of like you know the the first and foremost is is my ability to connect with people and be transparent yeah. because i feel you know if you cannot make that connection uh then 
it's not a true service that you're offering. So if you can connect with your client, if you can connect with your audience, and that's why I work with people from culturally and linguistically diverse backgrounds. So if you're bilingual, if you're multilingual, I work with you because that's my lived experience here initially when I came to Australia. I couldn't understand the accent. I couldn't understand the slang. And I think since my mother, since English is not my first language, so I first think in my mother tongue and then convert it into English. So, uh, so the first value that my business offer business offers to the clients is connection and uh, and being that true value, uh, truth or uh, like you know true value or of true service. And uh, the other value that we have is be your authentic self. So if you are trying to be someone else, then you know, you will never be comfortable in your own skin. And eventually, you know, people will figure it out. So I am a mom and I'm a proud mom of two future leaders, as I like to call them. So if I try to um, portray myself as just a corporate woman, like, you know, I don't want to talk about my kids, then I feel that, you know, I'm not being my true authentic self. If I call myself that, you know, okay, yes, I'm an Australian citizen. Yes, I am. But I do come from India. I was born and brought up there, you know, 32 years of my life I've spent there. So that country is a big part of my existence. So being your uh, true authentic self is, uh, is the second value that my business promotes and believes in. And transparency, which is following on from being authentic. That, you know, whatever it is, whether you have had a bad day or a good day, like recently, uh, something happened with me where I was promised um, uh, something like, you know, promised a speaking opportunity. But later on, it did not turn out to be like that. And I actually shared the experience on my LinkedIn profile because I be- and I did not name the council or the people involved. But I shared it to the fact to, to, to let everyone know that, you know, you all of us face setbacks. But if you are transparent and if you share your experiences and learn from them and still be grateful mm-hmm. that at least you got uh, got op- offered that opportunity, then um, that's what transparency means to me. Oh, this is absolutely wonderful. I mean, one, you're probably further ahead than most people. I mean, I, I struggled with French at school. I had to take the exam twice and I still didn't get a good grade. And all the work you've done being bilingual working with all the different things that shows so much understanding and the amount of work and effort that you've put in and when you talk about transparency yes that is just perfect because so often we've all done it we all get excited and think yes we've been we think we've got this fantastic new gig and then when you actually take part in it it's not quite what you've been led to believe and and sharing that, that we can all connect that authentic self and actually see the transparency and see. And, and then you've got that empathy and understanding as well that we know exactly we're coming from the same place. And we've all been there. It doesn't matter where you are on the ladder. It can still happen. And we all learn and grow from it, which is a lovely, lovely thing to share. Thank you for that. Thank you, Pearl. 
I'm now going to be now this question I've added I used to ask the CEOs when I'm working with corporate and I'm asking for a blog article this question I've thrown it in but I find it really helps with my podcast guests because you get to see a bit more of your psyche Rashmi what keeps you awake at night oh nothing I would say (laughs) I do get a very sound sleep I'm very fortunate that way but if I, I mean that that's for the laughs, but in terms of what what actually keeps me or what if there is anything that I, that can keep me up at night is is that vision of a world where people will not have to hesitate, like you know that that fear of judgment will not be there. So I can dress up and and I'm not defined by how I look. So if, if I haven't put the makeup on, and I do that, you know, sometimes I, I go to um, meetings, like I went, um, like in Australia, we have this RUOK Day, which is to promote mental health awareness. We celebrate it every year on the 10th of uh, September. So I went and uh, saw the local counselor, zero makeup. And I was still my confident self. And that's what I teach my clients, that yeah. it's not how you look. That can add to you feeling good about yourself, yeah. but that should not define you. So what keeps me up at night is my vision of that world where people can just be their true authentic self without having that fear of judgment from others or from themselves. Like, you know, where you will not have to put that mask on and you can just be yourself and still be accepted in the society. Oh, I love this. And I love both the answers because, yes, a lot of the guests I've had, when I ask that question and they say, no, nothing keeps me awake at night. One that tells me that they're on the right path. They're happy in their own skin and they know that they're doing exactly what they want to do. But also where you say in that being your authentic self and knowing you've got the confidence to stand up there and deliver. That's something that I think everyone strives for. And with that, I completely agree. It's a wonderful, wonderful vision. I think we're getting there. And I know the work you're doing, that is empowering so many people to actually get to that stage so that they can feel confident in themselves and step up and actually deliver and be authentic in everything that they're doing. So I thank you for that. Really do. I thank you for the opportunity, Pearl. (laughs) I'm now going to ask, now we're going to move on to sort of background so that the listeners can see if they want to work with you, they can get to see mm-hmm. how you work best and connect and almost get that personality in place. So my next question is, where and how do you work best? So I would say um, that in an ideal world, I love the use of technology. And I had no idea, like none of us had the idea that, you know, COVID will hit us in a way that we will not be able to meet or deliver things online, sorry, in person. Uh, But what I, the way I look at it is that, you know, it has, the situation has opened up a new world where we are a lot more connected, as, as I said to you in our earlier conversation that you know if if it wasn't for the situation I would be busy working my own time differences in my own country than thinking about connecting with people across the globe so how I work best is is in an online space 
and using technology to our advantage because i feel that that's how the industry is going to move whether you are in an it industry or in the speaking industry what will happen going forward is that we need to be a lot more flexible in terms of uh, how the events and situations like you know, events uh, will happen yeah. so i work in an online space i do conduct face to face workshops locally as well as well as uh, when things open up i do plan to do that internationally but yes in an ideal world i believe that you know that's the best thing to do um, my programs are online they they are uh, they have the ability for you to do go at your own pace and then uh, you have uh, coaching calls with me where you get that opportunity to ask questions or like you know uh, i had one uh, this uh, evening and my client uh, she just wanted to know like you know she had she has an interview and since she has never given a video interview she was like you know i can't do the power pose i can't do the handshake like you know i have to sit down in front of the screen how do i do it rashmi <laughs> so yeah i work best um, in the online space using technology uh, to my advantage and giving the clients the opportunity to work at their own pace I mean, this is brilliant because technology has allowed you and I to do this podcast because we're, yes. we're sat opposite ends of the globe, aren't we? I mean, you're Australian, okay, and yet we're still UK. connected. And connected, yes. And it's working. And this is perfect. I mean, yes. Absolutely. COVID has brought lots of, I wouldn't say negative, but struggles into our work-life balance. But the fact that we've got the likes of Zoom, we've got things like StreamYard, we can do video conferencing, we can still connect yes. on a level that maybe we wouldn't think of before. Like you said, yes, ideally, any of us that coach like that face to face because you can read body language, you can really get that connection. But I think you get a strong connection and build that relationship from the online options that we have available as well. So it it's we're making use of what's there and it's building and we're building a strong relationship because I'm hoping that when it's all sorted, you and I will get to actually meet in person when the, when the travel is stopped as isn't sort of quite as tight as it is now. So yes, I look forward to that. Yes. Now moving on from that question, can you, you might've touched on it again and like the um, dialogue you and I have just had, what tools do you use that makes your work life easier? Yep. So personally, I would say that um, there are two tools that really, really help me, and and can help anyone. Uh, one is my scheduling tool, uh, scheduling tool, the Calendly uh, tool that I use for scheduling my uh, my sessions and my calls and. uh the interviews or the other stuff because that that help that really helps me in one place i can see and my clients get reminders and and things like that so that's for scheduling and for keeping all my uh, all my talks and the and the and the speeches that i've delivered i i use an online tool that's called sessionize so it's an online platform and um it's it's basically for people in this in the speaking industry i would say that you can put all the speaking uh, speaking that you have done like you know links to those in one place so you send a link and um 
like if you are uh, applying for a speaking opportunity in one place in one going to that one link yeah. uh, the organizers can see all the speaking that you have done so these are the two tools that are really really helpful and of course you know we all know about zoom and webex and skype and likes but these are the two that i feel that are really really helpful that is that second one that you said especially for those that want to grow in their public speaking arena that is fantastic because i didn't know about that so you know i'm going to look look that up as soon as we finish the interviews i'm going to be looking that up no problem because it's a perfect way to add it to your profile so people can see what you've done before and see if your personality the topics you speak about actually work and fit with with what they're coming up and what they want on their um agenda so yes that's perfect absolutely perfect (laughs) you're welcome thank you i'm now going to move on to a different where we get to know a bit more about rashmi now so we're going to see um what would you have done differently in your life if you'd known then what you know now I would have started uh, public speaking coaching earlier because uh, it is it is the third time that this opportunity has knocked and it's it's the third when it happened the third time I just decided that you know I'm not going to listen to other people I'm just going to listen to what my heart says and and go for it so the first time it happened was um, quite early on in my career in 2005 and I was offered uh, two roles. There were two internal vacancies. I was working for a telecom multinational at that time, and there was an option uh, to take up a speaking, like you know, uh, take up a training role. So that would have actually moved my career in a totally different direction. But uh, my father at that time said that you know, training is uh, is like a side, uh, like you know, side business for for a telecom company. The main business is the technical stuff that you do. You come from that engineering background, so you know you should continue in that. So I was like, okay, that's fine. Three years in my career, I was like, you know, dad knows better. <laughs> so I did that, and then it happened again here in Australia. I used to really look up to this um, lady boss, and she was a distinguished toastmaster. Uh, and I asked her uh, when I was at the crossroads of uh, changing roles. And she said that, you know, no, 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 you come from that engineering project management. Now you're finishing your MBA. You continue in that career path. So I didn't uh, take it up uh, then. But this time I was like, I'm going to follow my heart. So probably that's the only thing that I would have done differently. I would have started uh, my coaching business earlier on. Now, the universe, if if the universe has an idea for us, it will knock and knock and knock until we actually listen, take notice and act on it. I, I could, yes, I've, I've had that happen with my careers where it happens again and again. And then you suddenly realise the synchronicity, yes. that, the fact that it's been told again. Yes. Sometimes you're taught things where you have things happen over and over again because you didn't learn the first time or you have that option. Yes. This is the journey you need to take. And this is the option we're handing it to you. And sometimes if you miss on that third one, is there going to be a fourth or fifth? You don't know. But yes, you've taken that. And just, I say again, the work you're doing is, it's so, it's perfect. It's authentically you. You are so good. Everyone you work with, you empower. 
and you bring them forward and help them to learn and grow as well. So it's it's the perfect, perfect role for you. So yes, <laughs> it's lovely. It's lovely to hear. Thank you so much. But you know what I feel is that when it came uh, for the first two times, maybe I wasn't ready. I, I needed to go through all this journey, all these paths. Like, you know, I need to cover, I would have, I should, I wasn't ready at, at the two earlier times mm-hmm. when the opportunity knocked. And that's why, you know, probably uh, the universe was, was, was telling me, but wasn't aligned in a way that I could actually take that step. So I had that learning, that journey to complete before I could empower others. Yeah. Yes, that makes perfect sense as well. That really does. I'm now going to move on and ask, what is your biggest challenge and why? My biggest challenge, and again, you know, I'll be very honest. As I said, transparency is my biggest value. My challenge is juggling the mum life, <laughs> the business and the house. So I feel that you know, my kids are the biggest, like you know, they are the reason why I decided not to go back to full-time work because my husband works full-time, he's still not home. So he has a very um, stressful job. So I thought to myself that, you know, if I pick up a full-time role, then um, having, you know, 18 years of experience, you'll be in, in the middle management, like, you know, high management level and it'll be too much of stress. Who will take care of the kids? Yeah. And we did not bring them to the world thinking that, you know, my parents or my parents-in-laws will take care of them. You know, if they're there, that's great. It's, it's a blessing. So that's my biggest challenge. Um, and I would be very honest that, you know, if, if any day I have to choose by, you know, taking a client call versus my kids, I always choose the kids because I feel that that time in my life will not come back and I'm just doing that this is just an investment that I'm doing in their future so they will grow up as fulfilled um, human beings who were given love who were taken care of and if you if you're not telling a lie the clients understand as well that you know there's something that has come up with the kids or if there's a sports carnival I wasn't aware of it or if someone has fallen sick I always uh, take that unless you know it's absolutely critical for the client so that's my biggest struggle you know trying to strike uh, that balance oh but that's perfect that shows again that authentic self and I think that then resonates with the right clients that will come to you because they can see that and I think as a mother yes I mean I brought my children up as a single mum from when my daughter was nine years old so I I taught I taught them, yes, a work ethic, but there were times when I look back now when my daughter said, mummy, I don't see you enough. And that's when I had to stop doing as much work and say, no, I need to take time for my children because they need me. And it is, it is understanding that and seeing, and and it's finding the work-life balance, like we've said time and time again. Yes, that's true. But kudos to you, like, you know, I mean, I sometimes I'm by the end of the day I'm I'm like so frustrated. <laughs> I, I tell my husband that you know, now since you're home, like you know, if you don't come by nine, that's fine. But the moment you enter, then please don't expect 
to take calls or to do something like you know if you want to do something you know because that's the that's the way kids know as well and you know we only like you know he only gets a little bit of time with them so hats off to you that you know you did it all by yourself so i always thank salute you. single parents thank you thank you <laughs> now i'm got the next question i've been told it's 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 talking to the ego now i didn't necessarily think of it in an egotistical way when i wrote it so i hope that you and the listeners will bear with us how do you want to be remembered rashmi i want to be remembered as as a as a mother who decided to go against the grain so financially god bless my husband like no i don't have to work his his income is more than enough for the for the four of us and in, you know six of us including my in-laws but what i feel is that i have that skill i have that gift so i feel selfish not to give it to others yeah. and i totally believe in that the more money i make the more people i can help and i'm very open about the fact that you know there is nothing wrong with earning money like i don't understand why money is such a taboo topic but i want to be remembered as a a mompreneur who decided that you know this working full time is not just the only way to to earn an income and not just she did it herself but she empowered so many other people to do the same Oh, that is perfect. And I'd say, yes, you are already embodying that. So that is absolutely perfect. That's what I love when I talk to my guests. When you share what you want, how you want to be rem- remembered, and you're already showing that in everything you do, that shows you're on the right path. And it's exactly what you should be doing. And it's, I just love it. I just love it. And you've just confirmed it even further. So thank you. <laughs> welcome right i'm now the next one the next question is as a child what did you want to be and how close to that dream are you now so when i was little i wanted to be a doctor and and i did this um, like you know some healing work with with one of the healers and what came out was why i wanted to be a doctor because i wanted to help others i loved the fact that this family doctor of ours uh, people from all walks of life like you know whether you are whether you are financially well off or you are not he used to charge less fee from uh, people who were not financially well off but he used to cure everyone yeah like you know, no one ever had to uh, come back from uh, with their doctor's visit and not feel cured or not physically uh, become better uh, but what what came out of that session was knowing the fact that i wanted to be a doctor because i want to help people and by helping others i feel content i feel empowered like i feel that i'm doing something with my life yeah so yeah so as a child i wanted to be a doctor and now i think you know when i when i do my phd i'll get that doctor <laughs> ahead of me and with my work i'm already helping people and i'm i i feel very proud 
helping people oh this is absolutely wonderful and it is like you said it's showing that you're doing your true calling and it really is and it's just like I say again the energy on this interview is just fantastic and the more we're getting to know you the more synchronicities I see and I can see why you and I have connected and where the universe has put us together because I can see so many things that you do where we think alike this is absolutely brilliant now this next question this is me being slightly selfish because I absolutely love reading so I always add to all my guests can you name three titles of your favorite books and why you've chosen them please so I would, I'll again, you know, be honest here. And I was not into reading. Things have changed now. But when I finished my MBA, I was done with books. I told myself that I'm never, ever picking up a book again in my life. But, you know, as, as we say, that destiny had other plans. Uh, so the first book that actually was introduced to me uh, by one of my business mentors, uh, that is The Go-Giver Leader. So I used to feel uh, three, this is three years ago. And I used to feel that, you know, I'm a very selfish person. Like how people say that, you know, how you be happy when others around you are happy. And I never used to feel like that. And I told her that, you know, I don't feel like that, Karen. Like, you know, it doesn't come to me. And I don't want uh, to fake it. Like, I don't want to just say that, you know, I'm happy by your success where I'm not. Internally, I'm not. So she, she suggested uh, this book. It's called The Go-Giver Leader. And when I read the book, I realized that when you give, you don't give your power away. You actually elevate not just yourself, but the other person. And, and the person who's giving always has that right or that authority or that power. Because for giving, you don't have to ask. But if you are like, you know, if you if you want to receive, you definitely have to uh, ask to be received. But if you want to give, mm-hmm. you can give any time to anyone and anything that you want. So it gives you that upper hand. And uh, that was definitely um, a book that I it's a simple book. It's, it's a short read. Uh, the second book, um, I would say, is The Magic of Thinking Big. And when I read that book, oh my God, my perspective of life changed. And the fact that it is said in the book that uh, whether you think small or you think big, the energy required is the same. Yeah. Whether you do something, yeah. you know, whether you're thinking small things or you're thinking something bigger, like, you know, if you have a big vision, the energy required is not like, you know, in proportion to the, the vision or the, or the small aspect or the big aspect. So might as well think big. Uh, and the third one, I would say the the five love languages. And when I, uh, when then that book was uh, suggested to me, uh, I was struggling with the, my elder daughter. So my, my relationship with her, she's exactly the mirror image of myself. But, you know, she is what, I was at 20, she, she's at seven. So I never thought that I would be facing myself so soon. But she is like, you know, she totally believes in transparency, fair, being fair. And, and I'm like, you know, can you let go? Can you just be a, like, a, like a normal <laughs> seven-year-old? 
old and not think so much about being fair and how the world needs to work and how we need to help people and this and that so i was like you know i was really struggling developing that relationship with her because i was facing myself which i wasn't ready for and when i read the book i realized that you know her love language is that quality time yeah and since yeah. uh, she was little i was i was always working and she used to go to daycare uh, five days a week so you know somewhere in in that uh, where i decided to take care of my needs first uh, that has kind of created a bit of a void in her now when she sees her younger sister spending all the time uh, with mom and only going to you know daycare last year she was only going one day a week and now this year she did she doesn't even go that day. she doesn't understand that you know there are health conditions that she has but as a child she thinks that you know she gets that privileged treatment whereas i used to go and you know i was away the whole day so i realized and now uh, we do that uh, so on weekends uh, it's just me and her we talk we go on a walk we eat some of her uh, favorite milkshakes and cupcakes and stuff and oh my god it has made so much of difference and uh, yeah so these are the three books i would say they have totally changed my perspective of life these are absolutely wonderful and again synchronicities i did my degree in english i did language and literature so i studied books reading books the whole of my degree and when i finished that like you say i was thinking i don't ever want to see a book again because if someone asked me <laughs> what do you like to read i couldn't even tell you a genre yeah. that i like because i'd so it had always been tied up with answering the essay questions understanding reading around the subject that i was studying that i didn't know what i liked to read for me so it took me ages to actually get back to that and yes i've got thousands of books now a lot of them are research because of what i'm doing and i like to know that i'm educated enough to pick that up and yes there's a few books that i read just just for pure relaxation that i can just disappear into something and just forget so yes that is absolutely perfect and when you say about your daughter i can see my son with that i mean my son's just turned 29 he's my first yeah. born and there's times we rub each other up the wrong way and that's simply because he's got he's got all my bad qualities all the bits where sometimes i think oh i wish i'd change that he's so loving and giving and everything and i just see me like you said with your daughter i see i see the mirror of me but it's the bits yeah. that maybe of me i'd like to change because i might get stronger in certain ways and it is it's amazing synchronicities again i mean i love my son to bits and we've got a far better uh, stronger relationship now as he's growing up right. and he, he said to me just a few weeks ago he said mum i made your life hell when i was a teenager when i look back he says and he says i'm so sorry and he said mum i love you and that that just made it all worthwhile for for someone of that age who's an adult to say that it absolutely it all oh, was a massive achievement yes so it made me feel not quite so bad that yes we do have times where we clashed but it it just felt so much and when i say again synchronicities see this is where you and i every the more we're discussing the more we're learning about each other we've got so much in common so much in common so much in common exactly 
So I, I wonder what this next question will show us then. Okay, who, let's go through. Who would you say are your key influencers and why? Oh, I would say uh, Michelle Obama. Yeah. And uh, and why I, I I would why I say that, you know, I really got influenced by her. I read her book, uh, Becoming yeah. uh, Michelle Obama. And I just felt that, you know, that I was actually with her walking through her life. Yeah. And I feel, and I feel that, you know, it requires a lot of courage to actually open up in the way she has. Yeah. And the initiative that she has taken, like, you know, she did not have a job description, as she said, as a, as a, as the first lady. And she refused to actually see what other first ladies have done because she did not want to be influenced. Yeah. And, and I like the fact that you know, someone of, of like, you know, who, who has been um, the first lady, the first black uh, lady of, of the country, like, you know, of the U S being vulnerable, sharing about her, um, her pregnancies, her, the babies that she lost, the IVF process that she goes, that you know she had gone through, and uh, the kitchen uh, garden that you know she started off, and how how she worked through the process. That of course you know um, bringing in the, that awareness in children about yeah. food and like you know how how that that the whole initiative worked. And also the other um, initiative that I loved that um, was mentioned in the book is that you know kids who are who are up here like you know the 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 top performers they always get something. The ones who are not working you know they also find either a, either a profession or something to work for themselves. But the, the kids in the middle, they are the ones that uh, she uh, has decided to work on, and she's like you know she. She um, takes these children in, who are mediocre in their class and shows them, you know, takes them to the universities. Her program does that and shows them what is possible. Yeah. And that I think was wonderful. Like no one even thinks of, uh, like, you know, teachers are always worried about people who are below average because, you know, they are, they are the ones who the teacher feels obliged or the school feels obliged to help. And the top achievers, they're always favorites. They always uh, get a get a get ahead with other things. But no one ever thinks of the of the mediocre or the middle of the class. And she's she's running so many initiatives about women empowerment. And before uh, Michelle, I would say my my granny, so my mom's mom, my nana. So when I was little, uh, my brother and I are like you know uh, he's a premature baby and one year and seven days apart in terms of our birthday. So my mother was uh, very weak and and, the, and my brother was very weak. So I used to live with my mom's mom, my nana. Yeah. And there's so much that I've learned. Like, you know, I for a long time, I did not even know that she's not my mother. <laughs> I used to feel that she's my mother and she's the happiest person that i've seen she never worried about anything and she was always happy if you ask her uh, for a cookie she'll give you a couple and she's like eat and have milk and be merry <laughs> i think why eat one when you can eat two 
so just you know always happy always giving um so these are the two women who have like really influenced me in my life so oh. i would like to be like them and cause that change whereas my own mother you know probably because of the the experiences that she has had and and my personality is very different like you know totally the opposite so my mother is a is an introvert so i still sometimes very occasionally you know she'll call and she'll open up but otherwise i'm i'm more close to my dad yeah we talk yeah. about the world politics about you know how women need to step up and how when you teach a girl you are teaching three families so the family that she lives in the family that she'll go to and the next generation the kids families as well so yeah Oh, that is absolutely fantastic! I've got goosebumps just listening to that answer. It, it is. I mean, Michelle Obama. That becoming. I've listened to it on Audible. Haven't quite finished mm. it yet, but yes, when when you actually hear her saying the words, and and when you yes. said like that piece where she's doing the work with the mediocre where she said her journey through school where she had a friend mm. that was the high achiever and would always go whereas she had to work that much harder and when she went to university she had to, she went yes. the semester earlier didn't she or through the summer yes. and worked on things yes. to actually and when you realize just how much effort she's put in to get the results yes. and it shows you you can accomplish things and yes if it doesn't come easy you just you just keep going you keep going keep going and you chip away and then you still achieve those and what you've said about family completely completely agree with all of that and i love that where a girl's trained for the three fam- that is just wonderful i might ask you to send me that quote because that is absolutely beautiful i love it <laughs> i might i might add it to my affirmations or something because it is such a fantastic thing it is just wonderful so just thank you i could gush forever about that because i just love i love what you've answered there and it, again <laughs> it show it shows how connected we are once again I'm going to move on to this next question. It's the longest question on of all the interviews, and I always have to take a big deep breath when I say it, but I think it's worth it. I think it's worth it. Rashmi, if you could share a great meal with anyone, alive or dead, what would the meal be and who would it be with? I would say uh, I would like to have a vegetarian uh, meal with the Prime Minister of India. so the current prime minister um, mr narendra modi and why i would like to uh, like you know i personally uh, normally uh, get connected to or feel feel that you know connection with people in power yeah. so i worked with the ceos um, in in very early on in my career uh, but i i i get that joy out of seeing uh, female leaders but yeah. mr modi is one person that that his journey is such like you know it, there's so much to him than what is is the is the public appearance like you know when he ran his first elections for the state he became the chief minister 
when he ran the elections for the first time, he became the prime minister of the country. And the reforms that that guy is doing, it's just amazing. Like, you know, running a big, huge democracy as India is not child's play. But coming coming to what he has promised and he's delivering is just astonishing. So I would like to, you know, if I get that opportunity, I would definitely like to hear from him, his experiences and how does he manage such a big country and runs it so efficiently. Oh, this is wonderful. And again, it's inspirational. And like you said, the fact that I've put the person and I put the meal in, because then it means that the conversation lasts, it's relaxed. And when people discuss over a meal, I think you learn more because you're, it's not like you're sitting there and it's an interview type question question and answer. Mm-hmm. It's just sitting there, enjoyed, everyone's relaxed and you get the responses that you want. And also it's lovely to think of the meals because as you were describing that, I can literally picture and I can smell certain scents and thinking that the spices and everything, it just, it's all just perfect. That is really such a wonderful, wonderful answer and in so much depth and I know we've nearly come to the end of the um the interview now we've only got a couple of questions but I'm going to ask you one extra thing we have such a strong mm-hmm. connection Rashmi and I think would you be a regular um guest on my podcast please you have so much to share I mean yes we do the initial thing where we get to know you but I'd love to invite you back as a regular guest where we can talk about loads of different topics uh, obviously yeah, with your that would be an honor oh thank that you. would be an honor definitely i mean as as we when we talked for the first time as as you said that you know you are a very spiritual person so am i and today uh, as i was telling you that you know my client um she has a she has a web interview and she's she was scared so i i told her about certain meditation techniques you know which are which are about forgiveness and she's like you know I never thought of forgiving myself and you know I and I said to her that you know when you do that you'll feel so much lighter although she signed up for my program to be a confident leader but if you don't heal your inner self yeah you can't just keep on polishing the surface and expect the the light to come from within yeah so she says she was telling me in her own words, you know, she was like, no, Rashmi, now you are my doctor. <laughs> you're my doctor, you're my surgeon, you're my spiritual teacher, you're my everything. You know, whatever you say, it just makes so much more sense to me. And I'm like, you know, it's because I am not teaching you something which I haven't practiced. Yeah. And people say that, oh, there is a lot of, uh, you know, hoo-ha about meditation, about journaling, about being regular uh, with your experience sizes and and yoga yoga is a type of meditation and until you experience it yourself yeah again you know when you teach it 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 doesn't have that much of strength and the effect so yeah it would be an honor to be back thank you thank you so much and i say to the audience listening make sure you subscribe to the pearls of wisdom podcast so you will know and get an alert every time i add and publish more episodes so you will know when Rashmi is on again and you can listen to all the wonderful wonderful information she has to share so thank you for that 
I'm now going to link the last two questions together because I think they do actually fit. They fit quite nicely. Um, can you tell us what services or items do you offer to your clients or customers? And do you have any special offers on at present? Yep. So the services uh, that I offer um, are my online programs. And uh, there are two main programs that I offer. So the first program is that, you know, when you you are starting off or even if you are mid-career, but you struggle with confidence and you feel that, you know, you have so much to offer, but you don't get that courage to speak up for yourself. Yeah. So that's that's my first program, Become a Confident Leader with Rashmi Vatsal. And the second program that I offer is that, you know, when you have spoken a little bit you don't struggle with uh, with much of confidence, uh, but you would like to take it up to the next level. You would like to be a TED speaker. You would like to find your niche. You would like people to identify you for a talk as a specialist or as a subject matter expert. So that's uh, my second program, and that's called Speak Up and Be Heard with Rashmi Vatal because we all can speak, but if you if we can make ourselves heard, when people look forward to what we have to say, that's when you know magic starts to happen yeah. so these are my two signature programs and the third one that i offer is is for for people who are uh, starting not not always starting but um, they could be at the in when they are in uh, when they are doing work in the political uh, arena and they want their uh, speeches to be written and more than the writing you know most of the time i've seen that the writing is is still not a problem but the delivery is so i work with people who are in the political field they are running for the councillor the mayor and they want someone to help them that you know if someone asks me for a 30 second elevator pitch i should be able to do that if if someone asks me for an impromptu uh, 3 to 4 minute speech i should be able to do that if if it is a 10 to 15 minutes in a ted style uh, speech where i know my topic then i should be able to so these are my three uh, signature programs. And uh, the special uh, that I have at the moment is that I'm offering the, the Discover the Speaker Within You session that is normally valued at $199. I'm offering it uh, complimentary. So you can have a um, 30, 30 to 45 minutes session with me where I work with you. I help you identify where you are in your speaking career whether you need my help or not. And um, and I'm not saying this out of any arrogance, but I don't work with everyone. Like I only work with people where I feel that I can make a difference to their life. Because what I, and I tell this to all my clients, everyone that I speak to, that you know, your time is the most precious commodity because once it's gone, it's gone. You can make money again, you can do things in life again, but you can never bring time back. So be very careful who you spend it with. Yeah. So the the sessions are designed to give a lot of value and I'm offering uh, them complimentary at the moment. So whether you take up a course with me or not, uh, they are free of charge. Oh, this is absolutely wonderful. Really is. I have loved this interview and I look forward to when you can come back and be our guest again. And it just leaves me to say a massive, massive thank you just thank you, Rashmi. It's been wonderful having you on the podcast. Thank you, Pearl. I, I can't put enough thank yous in a sentence, but honestly, it has been 
an honor and a privilege to be here and just you know how how the dots get connected and how we got connected and i just felt like in an, an instant connection with you and you giving me this opportunity i'm i'm forever grateful <laughs> thank you very much thank you Thank you for listening to the Pearls of Wisdom podcast. We hope you have enjoyed the content shared. Please share with others who would like to enjoy these interviews and discussions. If you would like to support the podcast, please follow the link in the episode description. If you want to be a guest on the show, reach out and let's discuss next steps. Until the next time, enjoy your listening.